take a breath as you enter the portal of Passages, the podcast, a container of empowerment, guidance, and inspiration to transform wounds and dark places into embodied wisdom and sacred spaces. This podcast includes readings of passages and deep dives into rites of passage with visionary leaders and others who have gone through transformative experiences that empowered and shaped them into who they are today. This is your host, Paulo Sello. I welcome you and I invite you into the space. Two summers ago, my wife and I took our daughters to the zoo. As we walked the grounds, we saw a sign advertising the park's big event, the Cheetah Run. We headed towards the family scouting out their viewing spots and found an empty stretch along the route. Our youngest, Emma, hopped up on my wife's shoulders for a better view. A peppy blonde zookeeper in a khaki vest appeared. She held a megaphone and the leash of a yellow Labrador retriever. I was confused. I don't know much about animals, but if she tried to convince my kids that this dog was a cheetah, I was getting a cheetah run refund. She began, welcome everybody. You are about to meet our resident cheetah, Tabitha. Do you think this is Tabitha? No, no, the kids yelled. This sweet Labrador is Minnie. Tabitha's best friend. We introduced them when Tabitha was a baby cheetah and we raised Minnie alongside Tabitha to help tame her. Whatever Minnie does, Tabitha wants to do. The zookeeper motioned towards a parked Jeep behind her. A pink stuffed bunny was tied to the tailgate with a fraying rope. She asked, who has a Labrador at home? Little hands shot up into the air. Whose lab loves to play chase? Mine, 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 the kids shouted. Well, Minnie loves to chase this bunny. So first, Minnie will do the cheetah run while Tabitha watches to remember how it's done. Then we will count down. I'll open Tabitha's cage and she'll take off. At the end of the route, just a hundred meters that way, there will be a delicious steak waiting for Tabitha. The zookeeper uncovered Tabitha's cage and walked Minnie, eager and panting, to the starting line. She signaled to the Jeep and it took off. She released Minnie's leash and we all watched a yellow lab joyfully chase a dirty pink bunny. The kids applaud earnestly. The adults wipe sweat from their foreheads. Finally, it was time for Tabitha's big moment. We counted down in unison. Five, four, three, two, one. The zookeeper slid the cage door and the bunny took off once again. Tabitha bolted out laser focused on the bunny, a spotted blur. She crossed the finish line within seconds. The zookeeper whistled and threw her a stake. Tabitha pinned it to the ground with her oven mitt paws hunkered down in the dirt and chewed while the crowd clapped. I didn't clap. I felt quite queasy. The taming of Tabitha felt familiar. 
I watched Tabitha gnawing at the stake in the zoo dirt and thought, day after day, this wild animal chases dirty pink bunnies down a well-worn, narrow path they've cleared for her, never looking left or right, never catching that damn bunny, settling instead for a store-bought steak and the distracted approval of sweaty strangers. Obeying the zookeeper's every command, just like Minnie the lab, she's been trained to believe she is. Unaware that if she remembered her wildness just for a moment, she could tear those zookeepers to shreds. When Tamitha finished her stake, the zookeepers opened a gate that led to a small fenced field. Tabitha walked through the gate and that closed behind her. The zookeeper picked up her megaphone again and asked for questions. A young girl, maybe nine years old, raised her hand and asked, isn't Tabitha sad? Doesn't she miss the wild? I'm sorry, I can't hear you, the zookeeper said. Can you ask that again? The child's mother said louder, she wants to know if Tabitha misses the wild. The zookeeper smiled and said, no, Tabitha was born here. She doesn't know any different. She's never even seen the wild. This is a good life for Tabitha. She's much safer here than she would be out in the wild. While the zookeeper began sharing facts about cheetahs born into captivity, my older daughter Tish nudged me and pointed to Tabitha. There in that field away from Minnie and the zookeepers, Tabitha's posture had changed. Her head was high and she was stalking the periphery, tracing the boundaries the fence created back and forth, back and forth, stopping only to stare somewhere beyond the fence. It was like she was remembering something. She looked regal, a little scary. Tish whispered to me, mommy, she turned wild again. I nodded at Tish and kept my eyes on Tabitha as she stopped. I wished I could ask her, what's happening inside of you right now? I knew she'd tell me, she'd say, something's off about my life. I feel restless and frustrated. I have this hunch that everything was supposed to be more beautiful than this. I imagine fenceless, wide open savannas. I want to run and hunt and kill. I want to sleep under an ink black, silent star filled sky. It's all so real, I can taste it. Then she'd look back at the cage, the only home she's ever known, She'd look at the smiling zookeepers, the bored spectators, and her panting, bouncing, begging best friend, the lab. She'd sigh and say, I should be grateful. I have a good enough life here. It's crazy to long for what doesn't even exist. I'd say, Tabitha, you're not crazy. You're a goddamn cheetah. from Untamed by Glenneth Doyle. Glenneth. 
Oh, <laughs> our girl Glennis. I'm so activated. I'm shaking anytime I read that. Ah, yeah, I can, I can, you know, I, I can feel that. And, and thank you so much for bringing that, you know, for bringing that into the space. And already, you know, there, there is, there is so much, there is so much in, in that passage and the way, the way that it takes, the way that it takes us, right. And, and like into so many, into so many different, um, so many, so many different routes, Mm-hmm. right that are that are present and the the one thing that i want to um that i want to speak on and just just want to amplify was this three words three very simple words that i feel like um really ignite um an opening and a threshold that that gets to be crossed over and, and experienced for um, for so many cheetahs and for for so many human beings and 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 it is the three words of born into captivity mm. and how really opens us up to this opportunity to um, to become uncaptive like what are we be what were we born into being captive of like what cage were we born into and and a lot of these things are are intentional some are like unintentional right like they're really things that um that we don't specifically get to choose right and um our soul maybe did but uh, we'll dive a little bit more into that as we go, but I just really want to anchor us in into the the opening and the opportunity that comes from being born into captivity. And so, with with that being said, for for you to to feel into this, to feel into this passage, and to have that be the one that you choose to bridge us and usher us into the passage that has made you into who you are today. Like, what well, how'd you choose that? Like, what well, how'd you choose the specific passage? I remember the first time I read that passage, it activated something within me. I saw myself in Tabitha. I saw the women I work with. I saw so many women and men in society. And just like you said, being born into captivity. And we all have our own stories. We all have really our own version of what that means and different levels of what I'm also going to say is suppression, Mm -hmm. some oppression. Mm -hmm. And there are some that maybe have experienced more freedom than others. But I know for myself, from as long as I have a memory from even being in the womb with my life being on the line and then coming into this life, ending up being adopted, given up for adoption, and then being raised in a very, very loving but traditionally religious family, it was nothing but suppression. As long as I have a memory, I felt different. Not only was I physically different because of my health problems, not only was I physically different because I wasn't living with my biological family, I was living with parents that were in their 60s that chose to adopt me, but even on the inside, I felt different. I didn't feel like 
the norm. I felt wild. I felt creative. I felt like everything around me wasn't me, but I couldn't quite put words to it. And at the same time, especially with having abandonment and rejection flowing through my blood, I also had a strong desire to be accepted by my tribe, which was now my adopted family, which happened to be very much in the church, which happened to be very much Christian, religious. And so I followed suit. And I actually have so much that I take away from all of the religious teachings and my upbringing in the church. I actually don't carry the, the, the hate and some of the wounding that I see so frequently. However, what this did cause having very strict parents as well was a lot of suppression. Mm. And I see this in my clients. I see this in so many people in just on a societal level, how, you know, don't careful what you say, don't walk on people's toes, make sure, you know, you know, be, be confident, but don't be cocky. It's, there's always this line, the fence, just like the fence that Tabitha was in. It's like, be grateful, but you know, don't expect too much. There's always this, be this, but not too much. And my whole life, I've been too much, too loud, too big, too troublesome, asking too many questions. And that typically had been made wrong. And this is for the wild ones. This is for the sacred rebels. This is for the ones who have felt, or really even the black sheep, quote unquote, black sheep, who has, have been born into this life. What I discovered later in my journey was for a direct purpose, that the reason why I felt different is because I'm actually here to create different, to pave the way for different. And what I, in my journey for so long though, just like Tabitha, I didn't know any better. This is all I knew. My life was, was good. I mean, of course I had trauma from my, my actual birth, actual birth and, and onward. And, you know, I had definitely physical struggles and I had mental struggles, neurological struggles, and then being adopted. But as far as my upbringing, I mean, just like the book said, just like the passage said, I should be grateful. I should be grateful for what I had. And as I was growing up, I remember so often I would feel, I would feel any kind of way. And it was automatically shifted into, but be grateful. Be grateful that you're alive. You're a miracle. Be grateful for what you have. Be yeah. grateful, which is absolutely true. And this rage, this wildness, these emotions that were inside of me were never safe or allowed to be expressed because I should just be grateful for what I have. Right. And so I got really good, really good over the years of just being grateful. I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful to be alive. And there's some beauty in that. And there's a lot, a lot of avoidance and a lot, a lot of suppression within mm -hmm. that. 
And it wasn't until I started seeing very violent tendencies from myself within my partnerships, Mm -hmm. Um, even at a young age, at a teenage level, just very, very angry. Yeah. And what oftentimes I've discovered lies under anger is a few things, but is this feeling of unfairness and what lies, I think even deeper under that is Mm -hmm. not being received, not being who I was able to be, not being heard, received as me, received as Tabitha, the cheetah. Mm -hmm. Mm Be be kind of different, but don't be too different. Be kind of like this, but not too much. And, and I see this commonly with women where Mm -hmm. they'll come to me straight up. Let's just like cut out some words, just not happy with their life yet, Mm -hmm. yet every single time they say, but I feel like I don't really have it that bad. Like I actually have it really good. I should, I should be grateful for what I have. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and, and with that, you know, I feel like it's, there's, and I want to take it back. I want to take it back a little bit and, and really get to like, because there were so, there were so many good, there were so many good, there were so many points there that, that I want to be able to really bring in, like bringing the focus on put you, you putting us in the room with you, um, like in that, in that phase of your life, like at that really beginning of, of this passage of untaming of this passage mm-hmm. of, of liberation. And because the, the thing is that when, one of the things that I was feeling as you were sharing is this, of course, right. Of just like growing up and, and having, and, and having the more like restricted or or strict ways that, that ultimately, you know, the, the thing about it is that it's, it's not specifically that though, that that environment was per se suppressive, right. It's, it's, it was, out of out of your nature from your nature of of liberation your nature of wildness that is is true for some people and yet it's not true for all right for some people to to live in a way that you know there's cheetahs and then there's also hummingbirds right and then they all have a different they, they all have a different level of um of nature within them right and and um so in that, um, like in that specific space, what one of the things that came out that that like came to me too was like, you can take the girl out the hood, but you can take the hood out the girl. You know what I mean? And like just kind of, you know, to to like say jokingly, but but in that aspect, you know, of, of you um like being, you know, being adopted and being adopted to to parents who were um loving you know, they were not loving. Mm-hmm. They were not present. Absolutely. They, they, they were not people that you were not grateful for, but okay. it was something that in, inside of you felt like there's a part of me that is, that is not here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a part of me that is not here. And so the, I wanted to, to bring, to bring some focus and emphasis into that, because I feel like that's, that's so true for, for so many people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that, and, and, and I want to acknowledge it, like, you know, in yourself and, and in the people that are listening and, and tuning into the video as well, that 
there, if there is a feeling, a deep knowing or a remembrance in you in this moment that says, hey, I don't know what it is, but I feel like mm-hmm. there is something inside of me that is beckoning to be born, to mm-hmm. be seen, to be spoken to and through. I, I, I want you to just honor that and hold that for yourself. Like just for a moment, we don't have to take it anywhere. We don't have to figure out the answer, but let's just acknowledge that mm-hmm. and acknowledge yourself for being aware of that. And, and just how you so beautifully shared as well is that this, this idea of like, you should be grateful and Hey, it's not that I'm not right. It's not <laughs> that I'm not, I mean, thank you. You know, thank you. I love you. And I also get to, um, get to give this aspect of myself um this this um attention and this I'm gonna see it and I'm gonna feel it and I'm going to be curious enough to see what that even looks like right see what that even looks like and so so you grew up in what where did you you grew up in in Kansas Tucson, Arizona. Oh, Tucson, Arizona. Okay. Okay. That's where your, your family's at. (laughs) However, my family that raised me, they're all farm grown traditionally from a farm. The parents that raised me were actually born in 1932. So I was raised very traditionally, very old, like think farm life, traditional, except I was raised in Tucson, Arizona. Right. That really like that's starting to like, you know, paint us like really paint us a picture. So we got Tucson, Arizona. We got this like wild woman, gypsy, like born in, you know, she she gets adopted by this like people that were born in the 30s. Jesus, I can't even think that's like that's a long time, you Uh know, and and you're you know, and then they have this um, this foundation for their lives that that creates these, um, we'll call them for lack of better words, barriers, right? Like maybe like in, in that, mm-hmm. in that experience, they, they could have been seen as, as barriers. And, and so, but you began to grow up, right? Like you began to grow up. And so from that aspect, like how, what do you feel like from stepping out from home? What was the pivotal point that of course it was like, it was always with you, this, this feeling and this idea of like, I'm, I'm different. I'm I like, I, I look different. I feel different. I don't you know all yeah. of this, all of this thing that, that made you so unique. Thank goodness. Right. And, and, but what would you feel like was that pivotal point of you moving into that step of like, wait, hold up. I'm living a life that might not be fully mine. I'm going to choose to feed into um, and follow and engage and, and lean into this aspect of myself that, that is beckoning to be born. Mm, yes, I love that you keep saying that, beckoning to be born, because as long as I can remember, and I, and I just like you said, so many are going to resonate with this. I just feel it. We have that feeling that calling for more and especially as children we can't really put a words to it we don't really understand it but we just feel it 
And that's where I feel, you know, we see restlessness in children, we see acting out in children. And I really believe, and in, in various, various ways, I really believe that those are the star seeds, those are the sacred rebels, those are the world changers that aren't in, it's not that they're in a bad environment, sometimes they are, but that they're not in that supportive, just like you said, supportive environment for their nature. And so for me, I followed suit. My parents were high school sweethearts. They were married, you know, especially when you're from Kansas and especially traditionally you get married really young. Not that my parents encouraged that, but it's just what I grew up in. It's what I witnessed. It was normal, kind of more normal for me. And so I was actually married by the age of 21. My father had passed away when I was 15 and my mom was becoming very ill. So looking back now, I also believe I was really seeking that family that I was, I lost and was about to lose and really wanted that attachment, really wanted that partner, that family, something. And then also just naturally kind of following suit to the conditioning that I had grown up in, I ended up being married. And so to answer your question, and, and once again, this is so perfectly in line with the passage, because I ended up getting married, my, my ex-husband at the time was in the army, still is in the army, and I really took on that role. I was proud army wife, I was married, I created my home, six months after my wedding, my mom passed away, so here I am, 22, my adopted parents, my parents, my parents that raised me, and here I am, 22, newly married, living in a new state, you know, no parents any anymore. And holy moly, it's like, well, all right, guess it's time to figure out me. And every single moment from that point on, I started doing the best I could. That's all I can really say. You know, I really was just like doing the best I could clearly grieving, clearly have no idea what was happening. I was only 21, 22, for goodness sakes, anyway. And around the age of 22, I reconnected with my biological mother, which that alone could be a, its own passage. So I won't go too much into detail on how much that absolutely was the beginning of my personal development and spiritual growth journey. Absolutely. Which has been exactly 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. But the moment when I really knew, hmm, this is not, this isn't, this isn't it. I mentioned reconnecting with my biological mom. I mentioned my, my adopted mom passing away. I mentioned all of these things because they absolutely contributed to almost the compass starting to point in the direction of what I needed to see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By reconnecting with my biological family, I thought that was gonna be the answer. I had tried everything at that point. I got married over it. I, I thought moving out of Tucson would be the answer. Definitely get me out of Tucson. That's going to be the answer to me feeling whole, for me feeling complete, for me feeling liberated. Got married over it. I had a, you know, I had, I'm like, okay, I got the house, like everyone says. I had all the kitchen gadgets, like everyone said. And I was happy. But that feeling, that deep emptiness never left me. And so as long as I can remember, I thought, oh, well, meeting my biological mother, of course, that will answer it all. 
as long as I can remember, I've had a longing. Some adoptees do, some adoptees don't, some adoptees do and say they don't. And so, you know, everyone's in their own space around it. For me, I always openly admitted that I longed to meet her and know her. And so when I reconnected with my biological mother and family, of course, so many dots were connected. So many answers were fulfilled upon. So much made sense. Holy moly, I felt like a living science experiment of nature versus nurture, literally. Mm-hmm. And once that kind of buzz wore off, of the prodigal daughter returning and reconnecting and the celebrations and the cards. It wasn't it. The Mm -hmm. ultimate, what I thought was gonna be the healing answer, wasn't it? And so that's when I was like, oh shoot. We got some work to do. And that was really the beginning of that end. That was the beginning of it all for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, I started not only really, I think a lot of our personal development journeys start in the gym, mine did definitely really just starting to pour into my health, pour into myself. I started meditating. I started working with a life coach on the phone. This was 10 years ago, literally on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Women got all the like, you know, as much of the video stuff back then. Yeah. And I started just as a baby, baby diving into understanding. And then of course I ended up going back to therapy and I, I just really started diving into, okay, well, if it wasn't this, if it wasn't that, if this wasn't going to fill the hole, if that wasn't going to be the answer, then what is the answer? Yeah. And, and I want to, sorry, I just, I want to like, I want to give, I want to, I want to be with that for a moment. You know, I want us to be with that for a moment because it's this, um, it's this journey, right? This, this journey of, um, following suit, right? Following suit. And, and there was one point there that, that I feel like it's, it's really important to, to emphasize because I've seen it show up, not just in, in this passage, but in, in almost every single one of them. And it is that, that pivotal point, that pivotal point that happens when we have been doing absolutely everything to follow suit. And then he got to that point where sometimes it's voluntary. Sometimes it is not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is a voluntary step forward to say, you know what, I'm going to do things differently. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we have voluntary and involuntary, like, you know, initiations all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we'll literally clear out and fully like invest ourselves into being initiated into something. Sometimes we just like, whoa, like in, in one interview was just like, I didn't put that on my vision board. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> not what I put on my vision board, but it's, it's getting to that point of, you know, being newly married and, and having all of the things and, and, and you get to that point of saying, were your parents who were the pillars of the foundation that you had been, we could use the word following up mm-hmm. until that point, mm-hmm. those pillars, um, you know, transcended into, you know, into the cosmos, like in, you know, into the fractals of, of 
God consciousness that surrounds us, right? To to say it in a very like foot beautiful way. Um, and and so you were then you stood at a foundation and these pillars are no longer there. And you're like, wait, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to build up these pillars again. Mm -hmm. And, and then there's this part of you then begins to say, wait, Hey, Hey, remember, maybe, maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll, and then like that curiosity begins to, to, to arise. It began, it it really began to, um, to, to come alive. Right. And and when, when I had mentioned, right, like the beckoning to be born, it's like, Hey, when you're born, you know, the fuck it's happening. You're just like, well, all right, now I got to breathe. Now I got to like, you know, do all these things. So it's, you're starting to be like, Whoa, hold up. I'm in a whole new territory now. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the pillars that I thought were guiding the way and molding the way are no longer there. And am I going to continue to build this or not? Right. And, yes. and, and so this, those questions I feel like are, are so beautiful. Maybe at the time, right. In those, in those moments, it's just like my whole world is falling apart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and in that experience, it's, it's, it can be challenging. It's, it's, it's a process of grieving, yeah. right? From a higher perspective, it's just like, yay, congratulations, you've been set free, yeah. you know, and, and moving and then continuing to move into that and, and then getting to that point of like, wait, hold on, I, I'm going to meet my, my biological mom. And, and, you know, like you so beautifully shared is this, this thing of like, get into that. And then after the whole fuss is, you know, said and done then it's, it's back to, to the reality of mm-hmm. hold up mm-hmm. there. There is no, um, I'm, I'm not going to be giving any price Mm-mm. by finding something to fill the space. Yeah. Right. And so you got to that point and, and, the, and then those are many thresholds, right? Those are many thresholds. Mm-hmm. And then coming into that space into acceptance and then being like, all right, so I'm going to need, I'm going to take a look at this and, and receiving and receiving that support to, to take on that adventure, right? Yeah. Like into yourself, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and the so, last decade has been one grand adventure, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so tell, so, so share with us a little bit about that. So then you began to, to take it all like within yourself, right? Like then you're like, all right, so let me, let me see what's here. Let me explore here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just love how this is, is flowing and, and being guided because, you know, well, and now I work with all the five koshas, the five layers of the being, and we start at the physical, we got to start somewhere. So starting at the more super, quote unquote, superficial, the more physical. And so for me, like I said, I started kind of in the gym, just caring for my health, going back to school, deciding that I wanted to fulfill on becoming a nurse. And so I started nursing school. And so I went from being more of this passive traditional, I'm going to be like the wifey, this perfect little wifey to, I started creating community. I started going back to school. I started setting goals for myself and fulfilling on those goals and achieving the goals and surpassing these goals. And I remember when my ex-husband, husband at the time received orders to Hawaii 
-hmm. And I mean, epic, right? It's like, cool, let's go. And I remember doing a lot of research. I mean, I did so much research on transferring, but at that point I was already in clinicals of nursing. And so that does not transfer. And so like many army or military spouses face is either you got to go with your husband. And so typically losing a lot of credits, having to start over, never really being able to fulfill on what it is I as an individual desired to fulfill on and wanted to fulfill on and felt called to fulfill on. And so I had made at the time, looking back, I'm like, wow, that was a pretty bold decision. I made the decision to stay in my nursing program. I was living in rural Louisiana. So I chose to stay in rural Louisiana. We can't even (laughs) fathom, you guys can't even fathom what that even means (laughs) Uh, over going to Hawaii so that I could finish nursing school. Yeah. And I ended up um, deciding, you know, I was going to at least for the summer, though, go during my summer break and go be with my husband. And at that point, things were starting to become very clear and evident to me that kind of the question you asked, you know, when did you really know that "Mm, this isn't for you? And I saw how much I was growing and how much I was expanding and how the man I married, the partner I married didn't sign up for that and wasn't in that space whatsoever. And I ended up going to Hawaii, which was another threshold I crossed. I always say living in Hawaii for four months activated my adventurous spirit, which if you know me now, you know, we'll talk about that. If you know me nowadays, um, that is who I am. That is absolutely who I am. And that part of me was activated in Hawaii, those four months that I lived there. And that was, quote unquote, our last ditch effort to really see, is this marriage something we want to move forward on? We were in marriage counseling. And I specifically remember where I was when I had this just looking back, really God speaking to me, this this feeling. It was so clear. I know exactly where I was in Hawaii. And it was this, this voice, this thought, this feeling of, you know, you can stay married for the next 20, 30, 40, however many years, like you're not getting abused. Nothing's wrong. You have a secure home. You got great health insurance. You're good. You, you could stay married Mm -hmm. or, or you could go see what's on the other side of just like Tabitha, what's on the other side of that fence. Mm And I genuinely had no idea what was calling me, no idea, but I knew what I was in the fence, the pillar, the foundation I was in was not it. And try telling people you're getting a divorce and they're like, wait, why are you getting a divorce? I'm like, this is just not it. I can't really, I I, I don't have a reason, (laughs) you know, it it was so difficult to put into words, but I knew the current life I was living, what I had just subconsciously really from my upbringing signed up for, it wasn't wrong. It wasn't me. Yeah. That's such a, you know, every every single part of this is so beautiful because I I feel like, um, one of the things that you, that you spoke about, I, I feel like it's something that I see a lot, um, 
obviously, you know, like in the, the, the work with the work with women, but I, I don't doubt that this also show ups for, shows up for men. And I think it shows up in, you know, human beings in general. And, and it's this, it's this fear, right? It's this fear that presents itself that um, if I grow, mm. what around me is not going to grow with me. Mm-hmm. and and so and so that there's there are choices that are made to potentially like stay there right to stay there or to um you know kind of be like that goldfish that chooses to go through the other way and and turn into a dragon yeah. right and so it's it's those it's those things and and what I want to point to this and I want to highlight for you know for the listeners is that I want you to really um discern if in in what this is for you because um to to grow does not mean that um and I'm only saying this because I've I've literally I've received this reflection I've received this reflection in the past and and so I want to be able to to speak to it um here is that um you don't you don't have to specifically um leave everyone behind that that's not that's not the that's not the thing this isn't like you know do this this and this and then you'll be guaranteed to be free like that those are not the things you get to really discern on 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 what that threshold is for you right just because like i said for some for some for some women or for some from beings is it's to be like that you know to to be in that marriage and to be that wifey and to be that like it's so fulfilling you know what i mean like it's so fulfilling for them and and there's also like the other spectrum that is just like yeah that's great and you know, like I, I'm feeling that in this phase of my life, what is, what is true for me is to, is to lean into this. And so I just want to, um, I just want to speak to that for if there's any of you that are like, Oh my God, do I have to get it? No, you know, (laughs) absolutely not. Absolutely not. And to, you know, the, the, the other thing that, that I feel like is, was so beautiful for you in that journey that, that I also, you know, like you and I like really like see, see eye to eye, I feel like in this is this, um, you know, like being like being a military spouse and then them going onto their deployment or onto their other face and then getting to have that space with ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Like really getting to have that space for, for ourselves, you know, at the, at the time where, you know, when my, when my ex, when my ex husband was deployed for the first time, I was just like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? And then I was, and then I was like, wow, what do I get to do? Right. Like when I'm, when I'm, it was my first time, my first opportunity to actually be able to live alone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. without following any rules and really getting to explore. And so for you to choose to say, you know what, take that choice for yourself of like, I'm going to honor like my, my education and what is, what is resonating with me right now. I'll meet you in Hawaii, like in a few months, you know, or in, in a year or something. And then, um, and then, so you get there, you're, you're going through these, through these questions and, and, and then you're activating your adventurous spirit you're acknowledging and accepting within yourself again, yet again, at another point, at another threshold. I'm grateful. This is not bad. It's just 
not it. This isn't it. This isn't it. And so from that point, from that point, if if you could take us from there to to where you are now, give us a man there's so much I think we're gonna need to like we need like a like a like a whole section section for for this whole thing and, and I know this is this like this for you know for when it really comes to to touching base on on the passages the thresholds and the pivotal times that truly shape us right it's just like yes. look you mean like the one that I had this year the one right. that I had like this week which I'm one? Like, you want me to skip ahead five years? All right. But I, <laughs> but I absolutely, this is what I love about path, passages. The podcast is you're taking intentional time to deep dive into really what it's taken each threshold that's been crossed because how often out there in the world do we hear, oh, I started from nothing, but now I'm here, boo. Like it's literally rags and then skip, 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 skip. Oh, but look at now I'm rich. It's rags to riches, but we never get to hear though. Maybe you hear little bits and pieces of the struggle, but not really all the thresholds and passages that have been walked through to experience where we're going today is liberation, the liberation that I now get to experience. And so I'll do my best to kind of go from, from, from there to now. And, you know, there's been many, many, many other passages and actually to even bounce off what you said about outgrowing partners, or just because you grow, that doesn't necessarily mean the people you love can't come with you. Some of them will, some of them won't. It really comes back to trusting that actually God's got that. And the ones that are meant to go with you, they will, whether you want, even if you don't want them to or not, they will. (laughs) The ones that are meant to, to go with you will. And for me really to even, to even echo even more on that is for me, it took multiple other relationships after that. My my ex-husband wasn't the problem at all. In fact, I was the common denominator in all these other relationships. And at every new relationship, there was parts, of course, I loved. There was parts I really didn't love. And then there was me as the common denominator. And those have been continued passages and experiences and wake-up calls, let's be real, for me to realize, hmm, hmm, I can keep leaving. I can keep running. That's part of our wild spirit or I can learn how to stay. Yeah. I can learn how to stay. And so I believe in our wildness, we get to be wild and we get to be free and we get to go explore and we get to go express. And we need that to discover who it is. We are, why it is our soul came here now. And that missing emptiness that I felt for so long, I have now answers. I now have clarity. I now understand that I always say, I look down at my two feetsies and then I look at my heart and it's always been right here. The answer is me. Mm -hmm. However, it's taken me many passages and even now in my current partnership, I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay. Like this still is present. It's not my partner. It's not my previous partner. It's not. 
it's me as the common denominator. And so in that wildness, we also, for me, and I, I'm speaking this just from personal, even current direct experience that it's very easy to become so wild that it's so easy to then also just leave. Like, okay, I'm going to just go keep exploring. I'm going to just go keep doing. And it, it's, it's so liberating until it's not, until it actually becomes li limiting. And for me right now, through all of the passages, everything I've walked, it's actually right now for me learning how to have everything connect have everything that I've picked up along the way. I've traveled around the world. There's so much that's happened in the last 10 years and taking everything that I've picked up and connecting all the pieces and just kind of taking a seat, just sitting down and allowing the liberation to live. It's not something that I need to chase like Tabitha chasing the little pink bunny. It's something that I am. Mm -hmm. that's so that's so beautiful you know because there's this there's this energy uh, around that that in order to be free it means to fly mm -hmm. and and that is one aspect right because freedom and liberation can look still yeah yeah can look at at the point, not at the point of taking flight, but at the point of landing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and this is, and, and those are the, those are the spectrums, right. That we've been kind of like that, like presencing this, this whole passage too, because it's, it's the people's edges are so different, right. For somebody who is, who is innately like so wild, it's kind of like, you know, for those of you astrologer, like astrology people, where your people let, where the people let pull up. Yeah. And so there's, there's this, and, and for those of you that might not be like super, like, um, you know, into astrology, like, wait, that's a language. I don't know. Just give me a moment. Okay. There are, there's two points. Look, you're at the center. Okay. You're at the center. And then there's two points. And one of them is called the South node. One of them is called the North node. Okay. Now the South node is what you've been, what you've been, what's natural to you, what is natural to you, not just in your lifetime, but in what a concept of past lives was supernatural to you, right? And then there's the North Node, which is where you're going. This is where you get to expand and what you get to evolve yourself into. And so to, to bring in the, the, the expression of wildness, a lot of a lot of people feel that or might believe that wildness is like, you know, you're just like out, you're like the, the free to nipple people. You're like, I don't give, you know, yeah. all these things. And, and that might be, that might be the idea of what wild is, but I, I truly believe that just through this conversation of what you've shared that to be wild is to, to be sovereign, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. to be sovereign and to, and to continuously discern what the, what the next level of, of liberation and the next level of evolution gets to be 
for for us, what it gets to be for you, what it gets to be for um, for me ultimately, and having this 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 beautiful moment, this beautiful moment of wow. In order to be free, I can I can actually stay and be free within myself and and stand in my sovereignty. Yeah, yeah, and. And, and discerning in how how that gets to look like, right? Like I remember having a conversation with a friend and and she was like, I don't want to like, that's not wrong, but like, that's just not what I want for myself right now. Like, I know that I can evolve there. I know that I can evolve in staying. I know that I can evolve in growing, you know, in, in, in flying away or whatever, but, and, and just coming into the space of like, what actually, what gets to be the choice yeah. of this moment yes and and for you to 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 share this this beautiful arrival and kind of like just wait I'm gonna just stop I'm gonna stop going and I'm gonna go here mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be here and I'm and I'm going to oversee the life that I've created mm-hmm and 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 be able to reflect from such a from such an empowered space and such a loving space ultimately to say like you know one of the things that i love about you is that you have this 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 sense of truly taking a look at at, at things that that have happened in your life and that show up in your life and saying like okay great you know, like I get to, I get to, I get to work with this and this is a gift. And, and this is something that I personally chose in order to, in order to grow. And so as we've, as we've walked through these, these passages and the passage of you, like we started out, we started out in Tucson, (laughs) we started out in Tucson. I don't know if you guys remember that, but we started out in Tucson. Okay. And, and you started out your, you know, your parents, like, you know, from the 1930s, very, you know, strict, loving, present. It's just, you know, you, you went through, you went through this, this journey of, of, of untaming yourself, of liberating yourself and getting married at a young age, like kind of just going through the, what it was being asked of you and, and just showing up and just saying, all right, I'll, I'll be this for you. I'll be this to be loved. I'll be this to be welcomed. And, and then setting yourself free more and more and more and more and more. You, you get to this point. Now you're living in Southern California. You are like, a beautiful expression of, of what it is to be liberated of what it is to be devoted to, to walking, you know, to walking a a life of, of evolution and arriving at this phase in your life in which your adventure and your liberation looks like deepening your roots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my question to you here now and obviously honoring all the passages in between that have brought you to this point who are you today Mm -hmm. i am leslie medley 
And first and foremost, and always, I am human. I am so human. I'm a child of God. I'm a wild one. I'm a sacred rebel. I'm a lover of life. I'm a lover of evolution. I'm a lover of growth. And by title, I suppose. <laughs> I'm an integrative healing guide, embodiment coach, public speaker, community leader, retreat creator. And I also am no longer practicing, but I am a certified critical care nurse trauma nurse, ICU nurse, RN. Dot. <laughs> I think that's it. What is it like dot comma or, you know, and continue dot and continued dot mm -hmm. and continued and mama to be and mama to be <laughs> and sister and incredible friend. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Leslie. Like, doesn't it all make sense? This is what I love when we get to this point. We're like, of course, this makes yes. so much sense. Oh, okay. <laughs> it makes so, okay. I get it. And it's, it's not just, you know, like in, in this, in, in the work of, um, of being, of being in contribution, of being in contribution to, to the shift in our world, to the unification of our world, to the amplification of love and, and understanding in our world, to the contribution to be able to sit with the, the moments that are just sunsets, mm -hmm. to say it lightly. Mm -hmm. So that a new day can arise. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's it, to to have to really get to know that the people that are that are leading the way that are that are guiding. It's like, look, I'm not just here because I thought it was cool. No. <laughs> you know. No. It, it's it's really like choosing to show up because we know innately. Mm -hmm. innately somewhere mm -hmm. somewhere there was this this deep calling that that brought all of these passages that that ultimately shaped you and you chose to allow yourself to be shaped in a way that continuously sets you free Mm -hmm. more and more and and as we bring it you know bring tab tabitha where you at right we bring <laughs> we bring tabitha into the space is is this really beautiful beautiful culmination that i feel like it is is so present through you know through what you brought to us today is this following your following the innate nature and sometimes that like the beginning of that is is searching is searching for something is yeah. searching for something and and that is completely natural for that to be the beginning yeah. you know for that to be the beginning and then getting to the point of like wait actually I'm never gonna find anything yep yep and and coming into this level of arriving home and accepting the innate wildness right and it's not only about like I'm no longer going to leave places and spaces I'm no longer going to leave me mm -hmm. as I am here yes, exactly. and and so to this beautiful arrival of Tabitha of you Leslie Medley of of baby 
Um, I'm super excited. Um, such a such a beautiful way to to bring it, you know, to bring it all to bring it all together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately if we're truly liberated kind of circle to bring this all full circle back to being in captivity. So let's say the opposite is to be liberated. We're taught when we're in captivity that it has to look one way, whether it's one set of walls, one set of standards, you got to pick one career and stay in it for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so even as we follow this calling on our heart, it's really honoring that the calling is going to look different. The calling is always going to be there. Mm -hmm. It's up to us to choose, just like you said, if we're going to show up to it, if we're going to keep showing up to it, but the expression of it will change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to truly be liberated. I mean, I am forever a gypsy soul. I've traveled all over the world. I absolutely live for adventure. And, and right now in this phase, my life is asking me to sit down, to create a foundation. And so really honoring the current phase, just like you said in your life and continuing to allow that calling for more, the exploration to guide you, whatever is truly setting your heart on fire one foot in front of the other your two feetsies and your heart will always be your home Mm -hmm. and that is when you're liberated (laughs) thank you so much thank you so much Leslie for for being here and um you you all will definitely definitely be able to you know to continue to see more um more of her here on passages because her and I literally like our conversations are hours long and so um we'll definitely get to bring that and and get to share and get to continue to share more um more with all of you and to be in contact with leslie everything is going to be right under this video um on her page so you'll be able to um to be able to connect with her she also has a free gift that is your um your daily practice starter pack and um it's such a great way to just be able to to get started into you know deepening um this self this adventure right like this adventure into um into yourself and so all of that is going to be here connect with her love up on her follow the journey of baby coming to the the earth side and um <laughs> she's definitely one an incredible incredible like deep 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 super close dear sister of mine and i'm so grateful for your friendship for your presence here um on passages of podcast and thank you all for choosing to be here and for listening to this conversation and allow it allow it to ignite allow it to ignite you allow it to allow yourself 
to see yourself in in the conversation of what that of what that gets to look like for you um and honor it may you continue to honor it because in even in those moments where it says if you take that next step you're going to die we're alive we're alive i'm kicking (laughs) i'm even birthing another human that's how alive i am yeah there's just life life prospers life truly does prosper when you cross over the threshold and take and, and and choose to bring the lessons and the wisdom alongside of you onto the onto the next onto the next passage and that is where i will see you all I send you all so much love take a deep breath as you exit the portal of passages the podcast May these readings of passages and deep dives into rites of passage continue to empower you in every single breath and every single step that you take. From this moment until the next passage, may your path forever be blessed.